Welcome to the Excel in Retirement Show, where financial planning becomes understandable. Your host, David C. Treese, is a licensed financial advisor who specializes in retirement income planning. David's desire for each of his clients is to have financial confidence, protection, and growth. We believe this is achievable with the right plan in place. Together, we'll build a plan specific to your financial goals. We work with clients all over, and we'd love to connect with you. Go to ClientsExcel.com to connect with us. If you'd like to speak with us, call our office at 864-641-7955. Thanks for listening. Now to the show. Okay, welcome back to show number 71 of the Excel in Retirement show. Recently, I was approached by the missions pastor at our church here in Spartanburg about a vision he had for a mural in downtown Spartanburg. Just so happened that the mural was going to be about a half a mile from our office. So our missions pastor, his name is Jason, and he sent over a picture of what it would look like. And he explained that the purpose was to give the community a visually appealing piece of art that could remind people of the hope we have in Jesus. Jason envisioned it to be a place where people could come and pray and be reminded that no matter how bad it gets, we have an eternal hope if we have trusted Jesus as our Savior. Our company was offered the opportunity to be a corporate sponsor of this project, and we accepted that. I had no idea it was going to be as big as it is. If you're ever in downtown Spartanburg, go down Dunbar Street and check it out. You can visit it at hopeintheburg.com. So hopeintheburg.com, you can see a picture of it. I guess it's a two or three story building there, and they've taken the whole wall up and spelled out hope with different uh, uh, hands reaching for hope, the word hope there. And so it's very appealing. And two muralists uh, did that, and they did it very quickly. On the site, hopeintheburg.com, there are videos of people being interviewed about the mural. And our sheriff here in Spartanburg is interviewed, and he mentioned that people that the sheriff's department interact with, they don't really care about how smart you are, how much you know. They want to know how much you care about them. It was a good reminder that people remember more about how you made them feel than what you told them. And I will admit to you, I can wax and wane about financial topics in our newsletters and on this podcast, but helping people feel good about their financial well-being is the most important thing. That is what most people are looking for when they're looking for financial advice. They want to know if they're going to be okay or not. So I'm part of a uh, business group that businessmen Jason and David Benham organize, and it's particularly for Christians in business. The motivation for their group came from Billy Graham once saying, I believe he said this in year 2000, I believe that one of the next great moves of God is going to be through the believers in the marketplace. The Benhams teach in their group to view our professions as our ministry. So it's easy to think about clergy or preachers or pastors as in ministry, but we are all called to the ministry in our occupation. In order to do this, though, you have to ask yourself, how can I minister to the people I interact with daily? 
That's really a paradigm shift, shifting concept because it changes the outlook I have for most every interaction. When you go into a situation or a meeting looking for ways to meet someone's someone's known or unknown need, your work becomes your ministry. That's how society, I believe, can change for the better. If we are looking for ways to minister to other people, to help them and to show them Jesus's love for us. When I write this or, or talk about these things, I think about uh, teachers. And this is true for teachers. I mean, it was true for some of mine, at least. Teachers are clearly meeting a student's need and normally go into every class with the perspective of helping others. I mean, are they there for any other reason? Children can be difficult, and that came to mind. We think of nurses or doctors this way. But my point is, is we should all go into our profession, no matter what it is, with the mentality of how can I bless this person that I'm going to interact with. As things seemingly get uh, worse or drift further and further out of control in our society, and I think if you would probably agree with me that you don't have to turn the TV on or check out the news for very long to see that it feels like a lot of stuff is out of control and it can feel like we have no impact or have no ability to stop these things. I believe people are searching for answers and we can have hope and peace with Jesus. That is what society is ultimately looking for is peace. Think about any situation that is going on and the underlying thing could be rooted down to someone or some sector or group or whatever is looking for peace. Despite the turbulence in our society, we can have this through Jesus. Let's hope, as Billy Graham envisioned over 20 years ago, that God will move through the business community and elsewhere to bring a great awakening. Proverbs 29:12 states, when the righteous increase, the people rejoice, but when the wicked rule, the people groan. Christians and non-Christians alike all benefit when biblical values are used and adhered to. I'm always happy to speak with you about anything I've covered here today. And you can reach me at 864-641-7955. I wanted to go over one article that I found interesting. It's from a com, uh, excuse me, a wealth of commonsense.com. And Ben Carlson, he is a CFA holder and he wrote this article and he starts it out by talking about how the Great Depression created an entire generation of frugal spenders and savers. And my mom's parents grew up in this generation. And I guess my grandpa was about uh, going into his teenage years when the Depression started. And so he was the kind of guy that had everything paid for and had plenty of money, but he had a big farm and garden, had an expansive garden, and he would save every milk jug and go walk it up through the pasture to the back of the barn and throw it behind the barn for some odd reason. He had all kinds of little things like that he saved for some reason. And so Carlson in this article says that the pandemic may have created an entire generation of degenerate gamblers and speculators. And so that was uh, pretty harsh to start the article out. But most people assumed, he says, that the speculative activity in the markets would cool off 
once sports came back. Now, we saw when all the games and sporting events were canceled last year that people uh, seemingly were more prone to start Robin Hood accounts and different uh, trading accounts. And and he was thinking that these things would go away once these uh, events started back and people could bet on those and the casinos opened up. But he's talking about how the options trading, which can be speculative, is uh, is more speculative going through 2021 than it was in 2021. According to the Wall Street Journal, nine out of 10 most heavy trading days in history for call options have occurred this year. Nine out of the most 10 heavy trading. So that's the journal stating that call options have traded heavier uh, nine out of 10 records have happened this year. This will also be the first year on record where options trading dwarfs on the stock market. By one measure, this is a quote, by one measure, options activity is on track to surpass activity in the stock market for the first time ever. In 2021, the daily average notional value of traded stock options has exceeded $432 billion compared to $404 billion of stocks according to calculations by COBE's Henry Schwartz. The last two years have seen massive increases in average daily trading volumes and options. And so he is wondering if this is speculative mania. This is certainly an insane amount of speculation, he says, going on in a variety of markets, but that insanity is also being balanced out with more reasonable, cautious investor behavior. So this will get your head, this will make you scratch your head. And a guy from, uh, from, from Bloomberg, Eric Balkanis, I believe is how you say his name. He said that Vanguard's S, uh, S&P 500 ETF, the ticker is VOO, just broke an all time record of inflows in a single year. And so that is, uh, that is, uh, an ETF that had a record inflow. And surely record amounts flowing into boring old index funds can't be all that worrisome, right? Well, it could be if you're worried about the stock market as a whole. And so he goes on to say that there's a correlation between high levels of stock market ownership and low expected returns going forward. So what this is saying is there's a ton of money going into the stock market. And when that happens, that tends to correlate with lower expected returns for the foreseeable future. It's possible that this relationship will continue in the future. This will uh, be true in the future. But it's also possible, the article says, that low yields and bonds have now forced investors to be willing to accept more risk in their portfolios. And so I have repeated uh, continually on this podcast that bonds are not paying much. And so it has forced people to have more equity positions. The acronym TINA has come around. Uh, there is no alternative, it stands for. And so what it is saying is uh, or, or what it is talking about is going more into equities as opposed to bonds. And the article continues, even though stock market allocations are elevated versus the past, it's not like investors are ignoring the bond portion of their portfolios. And so data shows that inflows into bond mutual funds and ETFs, these are both baskets or pools of investments, but bond mutual funds are as high as they've been going back to 2003. 
So people are worried, apparently, and putting money in bonds, that tends to be an indicator of that. And the article states, despite generationally low interest rates, investors continue plowing money into bond funds. There was a record $1.01 trillion of inflows into bonds for the trailing 12 months through April. The 12-month numbers through July and August were close to the record as well. What a shame for people to plow money into things that are not going to pay a productive return. How could there be speculation mania if so much money keeps flowing into fixed income? And that's the that's the question. And so we see that is the thing there. And also, according to the Federal Reserve, it goes down, just scanning through this article, that nearly $17 trillion in cash and cash equivalents. So talking about money market funds and savings accounts, that's what's in the banks in money market or cash equivalent accounts. That's up $12.7 trillion at the end of 2019, just before the pandemic hit. And so in my 10 years of doing this business, I am seeing more and more people wanting to hold money in cash because they don't know what is going to happen and they don't want to deploy resources and risk being involved in an investment at the top of the market. And so there are ways to insulate yourself against this risk, though, and yet earn a productive return. We don't know how long it could take for the top to come. A lot of people were expecting the top to have come years ago, and it never did. And so if you were sitting in cash, you missed out on quite a bit of growth there. We don't want that to happen. That is bad news. So speculation options does seem out of control compared to the past. Stock market allocations near all-time highs do seem worrisome, and it goes on. And these are an are indicators of an environment where risk is running rampant. However, uh, there is the importance of being balanced in our approach and having allocations to various things to uh, to help us with that. This is all. There are all solutions to these issues, and I would be happy to talk through those with you if you would like. I'm always happy to help you in any way I can. And you can reach me at 864-641-7955. I hope you found this information beneficial. And we will be back for Episode 72 next week. Hope you have a great day. Investment advisory services offered only by duly registered individuals through AE Wealth Management, LLC. AE Wealth Management and Clients Excel are not affiliated companies. Investing involves risk, including potential loss of principal. Any reference to protection, safety, or lifetime income generally refer to fixed insurance products, never securities or investments. Insurance guarantees are backed by the financial strength and claims-paying abilities of the insuring carrier. This podcast is intended for informational purposes only. It's not intended to be used as the sole basis for financial decisions, nor should it be construed as advice designed to meet particular needs of an individual situation. Clients Excel is not permitted to offer, and no statement made during this show shall constitute tax or legal advice. Our firm is not affiliated with or endorsed by the U.S. government or any governmental agency. The information and opinions contained herein provided by third parties have been obtained from sources believed to be reliable, but accuracy and completeness cannot be guaranteed by Clients Excel. 
The use of logos and or trademarks of podcast hosting sites are the property of their respective owners and are not an endorsement by those owners of our firm or our program.